Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 150 of the Attractions Podcast. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are back together again to Yay! talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more as well as what's going on in our own lives. Uh, if you were unlucky enough to tune in last week, you saw and heard me all by my lonesome. But Carly, thank goodness, is back and had an amazing time in Disneyland Paris. So first of all, tell us about your trip and specifically uh, tell us a little bit about Avengers Campus in Walt Disney Studios Paris. Uh, what's it like firsthand? Wow. I mean, so I was at Disneyland Paris. My last trip was right before uh, COVID shut down. So that was the last time I was there. Excited to be back uh, specifically for Avengers Campus. And it was amazing. I have spent a lot of time at Disneyland and their Avengers campus to me is just, eh, it's pretty bare. <laughs> uh, there's so much sunshine. There's so much cement. There's nowhere to sit. You can't really experience the land. It's it's not a place to relax. They want no. you to get in, buy something, do a ride and get out. Yeah. Right. And so my most surprising thing with Disneyland Paris, surprising for me, is we spent hours in the land each day, which I never would have thought had happened. There are so many places you could just sit. One of my favorites was the Super Diner, and it is literally set up like a diner with bar stools and booths, and it's amazing. And they have wine, so we would just get like a glass of wine and sit and relax, and it's why don't we have that? At that sounds that sounds really civilized. Yes. Uh, yeah, that sounds... That sounds great. Uh, in terms of the attractions, uh, the Web Slingers is pretty much exactly the same, just en français, right? Right. So they yeah. just swipped, swapped out the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at the mm -hmm. end. But otherwise, it's exactly the same. Tom Holland speaks in French. You know, there's the overdub. Uh, Flight Force. I loved it. So that's the reimagining of the Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. I will say it is just as jerky as i remembered before <laughs> so if you are not used to getting your head pounded it's the same exact thing but it is worth it going through the queue so it is the hmm. first audio animatronic in walt disney studio park it's iron man and it's the first iron man mm -hmm. audio animatronic and the pre-show is amazing it has all these little Easter eggs. They actually reference the Disney Wish, the new cruise ship. They go to Rocket, who is at Mission Breakout in California Adventure Park. That was my favorite part. And I went through the queue a few times and actually one time stayed to watch the entire loop. And it is amazing. Even as a casual, I'm a casual Marvel fan. <laughs> it is amazing. And I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, that's really cool. They're they're tying the whole Disney theme park Marvel universe uh, together that yeah. way. Um, it was awesome. We stayed at the Hotel New York, the Art of Marvel. Mm. So I feel like I mean, that hotel was incredible. I will say I've stayed at all the domestic Disney resorts. This mm -hmm. is next level. It is luxury. They treat it as luxury. The cast members are so nice. The property is stunning and the Marvel theme is just kind of skillfully woven throughout to where it's still upscale. It's not craziness in your face. It's 
marvel in the form of art galleries. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've I've seen some video walkthroughs and it and it looks uh it looks subtle. If you can if you can say anything involving Disney right. and Marvel is subtle. It looks right, subtle. exactly. <laughs> it, I feel like if you are a Marvel fan, now is the time <clears throat> to go to Disneyland Paris, splurge mm. one night and stay at the Hotel Marvel, do Avengers Campus during the day and yeah, you got to you have to do it. And another interesting thing to know is Disneyland Paris and Walt Disney Studio Park was at capacity on both of our days. But this is not capacity in U.S. terms. Mm. This is like most rides were 20 to 30 minutes. Oh, it wow. didn't feel like capacity at all. And my usual range of you know reference for going to Disneyland Paris is in the off season. So this is my first time being mm -hmm. there in the summer. I would gladly welcome their idea of capacity right. <laughs> in U.S. parks. It was, I mean, we barely waited for anything. Even if I was getting a bottle of water, maybe one person in front of us. Now, I saw they were using a system to limit access to Avengers Campus. Were you able to get in and out of yes. that area? So they have to say the cast members, I don't know how they pulled this off being the opening week. It was seamless. Every single mm -hmm. thing was seamless. Getting into the land in the app, there is a wait time. And it was always quoted at 30 minutes, but we'd walk in probably at least a dozen times because we'd go in and out. Mm -hmm. I never waited. We never waited. So I think they just keep that up there maybe to discourage people from all flooding there at one time. But it was one of the most effortless land openings, wow. ever, which usually you you wouldn't expect that for Disneyland Paris because they're not exactly known as being the most organized. That, I, I mean, that's that's a big difference from the opening days of Avengers Campus in right. Anaheim. Exactly. Yeah. So I was thinking about those hour long waits, not here. Even when we got food, we ate at... One afternoon, we went to Stark Factory. Didn't mm. wait at all. There was a ton of uh, cashiers ready to go. The diner didn't wait at all. So I don't know how they have pulled it off, but they did. So it is amazing. I will say it is hands down better than Anaheim. The layout, if you're familiar with walking through Avengers Campus at Disneyland Anaheim, the layout doesn't work. There's a lot of mm -hmm. bottlenecking at Paris, they kind of created almost, I would say, like a center courtyard, but mm -hmm. it's not really a courtyard, it's just a wide <clears> open <throat> space. And you could see the Quinjet landing up top. You could see where Spider Man kind of parkours down. And there's just, you can catch all the character interactions without missing anything because they just made this massive open space. Do they have the flying animatronic uh, Spider Man? No. So they don't have him, but he is hooked up to the little bungee thing and he mm -hmm. jumps down the wall. He scales down it. But honestly, I didn't miss it because you can barely see that at California Adventure because you're looking up at the piercing sun. You're in the middle of a tiny walkway and it just didn't make any sense the way they yeah. did that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't help crowd flow any there. No. Um, so they nailed it. If you can get there, get there. There's so many restaurants, you know, at mm. Disney California Adventure, you really only have Pim Kitchen and, you know, like Shawarma Palace and mm -hmm. the territories, which are carts. But here you have three full-blown restaurants plus food trucks. Yeah. For the, the French really know their food. That's that's one yeah. thing they do take yes. care of. And I will say Stark Factory has multiple dining rooms and you don't have to be dining in there to sit. So it was really nice. We would grab like a bottle of water or a wine. Oh, relax. shade, shade. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing that Anaheim doesn't have. Oh, I know because it's if you nowhere ever, to hide. 
Right. If you've ever drank in Avengers Campus at Disneyland Anaheim, it is <laughs> boiling outside. You maybe will have one drink and then you're like, I have to leave because you're just pelted with the sunshine. So sure. they nailed it. Uh, yeah, I have to say. Amazing. Well, I'm so glad that you had an amazing trip. I, you know, I always said I, if I go back to France, I will spend more time in Paris, Paris, and less time in Disneyland, Paris. But, uh, you know, hearing about some of the new stuff um, makes me want to at least maybe spend one night on property. I think so. I will say we did one night on property and then one night, my first time ever seeing off property, I found mm -hmm. a hotel. It was blew my mind it was like a hundred dollars mm -hmm. it was borderline like a luxury hotel boutique hotel so their idea of budget is just yeah. a little bit different than in america which i would have spent that and gotten a terrible motel six yeah we we stayed in uh val de europe which yep. is the little town right near there and uh the only the only bad thing about it was a great hotel for a very reasonable right. price the only scary thing was the shuttle bus uh on the way home where we had like 72 people shoved into a van oh, made no. for 20. <laughs> that, well, was an, that was that was yeah. that was an experience. Yes, we uh, did Uber and it was $10. There so. was an Uber with last time I was yeah. there and that would uh, make a big difference absolutely. Yeah. All so right. Get there. <laughs> well, uh obviously you had the much more exciting week uh <laughs> than I did, but I did have uh, one cool thing uh happen this week that I want to share. Uh and that is I got to go on opening day and test a uh, magic band plus uh, I got to go buy one on opening day and uh, use it around Disney's Hollywood studios. Um, now we've talked about magic band plus before um, does everything that the familiar magic Bands do uh, and plus more, uh, including take more money out of your pocket. Yes. Um, they cost 35 uh, for the basic ones that no one really wants. And uh, they cost 45 for the cool ones like this one, uh, th this was the the retro logo one that I like the best. I like um, that. And you know, I got lucky um, on opening day. Uh, I did not rope drop the Magic Band Pluses, but uh, you know, by 11 a.m., uh, everything was still in stock. But I actually wound up getting one of the very last ones of these. Uh, and I think maybe you can order them online. Uh, they're coming back in stock, but at least on opening day, uh, they sold out of, of that one. Um, I had a very mixed experience. You mm -hmm. can read all about it uh, on our website. Um, uh, the, you know, the good thing is that I really uh, enjoyed the Batu Bounty Hunter yes. game that they've got in um, in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it's similar to the stuff that you do with the data pad currently, but the addition of the vibrating... Um, wristband uh, kind of added a new element and there's uh, this cool animated door that you get to interact with they've added to the land so i thought that i thought that was a plus um the fab 50 statue thing didn't really do a lot for me uh i didn't find it really responsive and uh a lot of the reactions were not that impressive and i, I haven't gotten a chance to use it personally with the fireworks uh yet mm -hmm. um the, the one... video though so it looks yeah. like your wrist is lighting up <laughs> yeah um the one big piece of advice if you are interested in in doing this um one order in advance go to shopdisney.com um and get this all set up and taken care of before you show up at the park because uh it, it was a process buying it pairing it 
and you you've got to update the software. Uh, and mine was had a dead battery out of the box. I saw so a make, lot of people, yeah. make sure you bring uh, a battery with a USB plug. Um, it does come with a charging cord, but it doesn't have a plug for a wall. So you're going to need some sort of USB uh, outlet or battery pack. And uh, you know, uh, have have lowered expectations. You know, uh, honestly, if if you're an annual pass holder and you're a local and a regular you know, you need something new to do in the parks, go for it. Um, but if you are a visitor on a short uh, trip and you've got a limited budget, I'd rather buy three days worth of Genie Plus than one of these. That's right. That's my that's my call. But uh, these are my first impressions. I got to do one day at Hollywood Studios and one day at Epcot. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll go back and, and play with them some more, but uh, you can read those first impressions uh, on our, our website if, if you're interested. Right. I feel like they really did an injustice by calling it Magic Band Plus. It should have been called Interactive, I don't know, something, because you get the access to the Magic Band basic stuff on your phone with Magic Mobile. Mm -hmm. But if interacting with the statues and the nighttime spectaculars are cool to you like a kid might like that i get it but there is no reason an entire family of four or five six people need one of these so no. i think the only reason they called it this is that so families think oh this is the new magic band i need to buy everyone especially since um you know i i would understand if this thing was self-contained and it allowed you to do things without needing to pull out your phone if this was an alternative to looking right. at your, your phone screen, that would be one thing I could see. But this thing has to pair with your phone through Bluetooth. You have to have that Play Disney app. You're constantly going back and forth, especially if you're doing the Batu game or the, the, the statue game. So you're using your, instead of just looking at one device, you're now really looking at two devices, one on your wrist and one in your hand. Right. Um, so that's not solving, that's not solving that problem. Um, and, Everything that this thing does could have been just added to the Play Disney and the, the My Disney Experience app. Your phone right. can vibrate. Your phone can flash colors. Um, so, so there's so nothing that these games are doing yeah. that couldn't have already been done through right. your phone. Like if you buy like an add-on pack to Sims, sort of, right? Like exactly. Kind of I would have I would have been much happier with uh, an in-app purchase for more mm -hmm. data pad games um, that use right. the haptics of your phone, that use the the motion because every phone now has has a motion sensor in it, and you know I would be much happier to spend five bucks you know on an in-app purchase for more games uh, versus forty-five bucks for a piece of hardware that I've now got to constantly remember to keep charged you can't just right. like my magic band i'm used to just throwing it in my glove compartment in my car and it's always there and it's always ready to go and it's i've got ones that are five years old and still work perfectly well uh now i've got to constantly remember to keep this on on a charger uh and grab it before i go to the park so right. anyway enough griping yes <laughs> i think uh i i think uh i've kvetched enough um <laughs> Anyway, uh, without further ado, uh, let us just jump right into the news yeah. in the queue. <laughs> okay, first up, believe Sea of Dreams nighttime show is going to premiere at Tokyo Disney Sea in 2022. 
uh, and it's going to combine classic Disney characters with Pixar characters uh, on the waterfront uh, near the Mediterranean Harbor uh, Hotel uh, Miracosta, and it is going to be impressive because everything that uh, the Oriental Land Company does is impressive. Right. And this is also going to take advantage of the location on the harbor. And they're going to have these large boats kind of gliding across the water. Mm -hmm. There's going to be lasers, searchlight illuminations. This sounds amazing and something I wish we had here. Absolutely. You know, they've, uh, the thing about uh, Disney Sea is they'll put together a, a great show like Fantasmic. They had their version of Fantasmic and they'll run it for, you know, five years or maybe a decade uh, or less. And then they will put on an entirely new show that is just as expensive. Uh, this one is budgeted at $70 million. Ooh, yes. um, and, you know, wh- whereas here we'll run a parade for 30 years, we'll run a show <laughs> for 40 years, uh, you know, upgrade the projectors every every couple decades. There, they, they come up with these from scratch uh, and they are always spectacular. So this one's going to include Peter Pan and Wendy, uh, Aladdin, Rapunzel, Miguel from Coco, uh, Ariel, The Little Mermaid, Moana, and Elsa from Frozen. It's a 30-minute show, uh, so it's a long show. That's wild. Um, And uh, we're going to see it uh, later in uh, this year, starting November 11th, 2022. So right around the corner. Um, and in addition, uh, they are also uh, finally updating their version of Philhar Magic to include the Coco segment, uh, Remember Me, which we got here in the States. Yep. Uh, and that kicks off on September 15th, 2022. I guess I'm going to Tokyo next. <laughs> uh, can I? Can I? Can you pack me in your luggage? Yes. yes. Uh, if you want more information about this, check out tokyodisneyresort.jp. Um, a little Disney news closer to home. Victorian Albert's restaurant has finally reopened at the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. Uh, this, of course, is the the crown jewel of Disney dining. Um, they have reimagined the interior. It is more luxurious than ever, and I am about to sneeze. So, pardon me. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna <Bless> mute. <laughs> I'm gonna mute so I can blow my nose while Carly yes. continues. <laughs> So the really cool thing about the refurbishment, it's super modern, super luxurious, but it has been reimagined and it's inspired by the Queen Victoria's Jubilee celebration. So that's going on overseas. That's the 75th anniversary. So there's a lot of blues, muted gem tones. It looks amazing. And of course, you can expect that the food is going to be incredible as it has ever been. I want to go here. It is expensive, but it is one of those kind of splurge worthy meals You'll be doing, you know, maybe once every 10 years, but mm-hmm. it earns their triple A five diamond award. And yeah. we can continue to probably see that again in the years to come. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, In fact, I would not be surprised. They just started the Michelin guide here mm-hmm. uh, in in Florida and it was not eligible because it was closed still right. due to COVID. But I would not be surprised if when the next one, it gets a diamond uh, or a, sorry, a Michelin star or two. Right. Uh, it's, it has been, uh, I've only eaten there. I, I can count on one hand how many times I've eaten there, yeah. but every time it has been one of the best meals of my life. Um, I know some of my friends from touring plans were there on opening night and uh, it looks like, 
uh, they were doing a special chef's tasting menu out in the main dining room for the reopening that was running about, uh, I think, $375 per person before the wine pairing. Um, but I'm sure uh, worth every penny because I saw that it had uh, uh, A5 Miyazaki oh. Wagyu beef, um, which that alone can cost you hundreds of dollars. Right. Uh, just course after course of the most spectacular thing. I got to say, my personal favorite thing about uh, Victorian Alberts, the coffee service at the end. Yes. They bring out this this creation, this this thing like something out of a mad scientist laboratory, uh, which um, they light a fire under it, it. It boils and steams and just creates the absolute perfect cup of coffee to, to finish the meal. Yes. I think I also saw that there's now a water sommelier. So you can Ooh. do water pairings with each course. And the waters, I have, saw someone post, they go for between like 7 and $20. So if you yep. love staying hydrated, I think it could be kind of cool to do that. I mean, I'm interested. Yes. I love water. So. And, and of course, if you like something a little stronger than water, uh, <laughs> Israel Perez has been there for 20 years uh, as their uh, sommelier. And uh, they've, they've also introduced some zero-proof cocktails uh, with pairings for the different dishes. So uh, if, if you don't uh, drink alcohol, but you want something uh, a little tastier than water, uh, that's an option too. Um, of course, they've also reopened the private Queen Victoria dining room um, and the chef's table option, which is like this intimate experience. I did this once and oh my gosh, uh, being, you know, you and five people in, in that room with the chef watching it all happen. Uh, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing you, you got to book in advance. Of course, uh, right now, I think they're only doing advanced reservations 60 days ahead of time. So you got to jump on disneyworld.com, uh, right on the day of, cause these, these seats book up. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the next big birthday or anniversary, uh, I gotta, I gotta yes. do this, gotta save up my pennies yes. <laughs> cause it's worth it. Uh, all right. Boy, now I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> well, now for something completely different, uh, in the worst kept secret in, uh, theme park Halloween events, the weekend, uh, that's weekend without the E. Uh, is bringing his After Hours Nightmare to Halloween Horror Nights uh, at Universal Studios in both Orlando and Hollywood. Uh, this is his first-of-a-kind collaboration with the theme parks, uh, bringing his epic uh, videos and album, which uh, has a very strong horror theme, uh, to life as uh, a haunted house uh, or... Uh, haunted maze inside uh, both events. Yes, so they've officially retired the term maze as of yesterday. Yes, yes, can't use mazes anymore in Hollywood. Reminding myself. Yeah, this looks really cool. And he said that he's always dreamed of having a, a house at Universal and collaborating with them. So this should be interesting. And each room is going to be kind of music fueled, but there's going to be grotesque figures. Uh, it's kind of ambiguous right now. There's not really a storyline that they've announced. So it's kind of leaving it open, but I have a feeling it's going to be definitely music driven, horror driven, thrills driven, but we'll see pretty soon. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll show my age. Uh, this, 
I was not really uh, aware of this artist uh, until he showed up on the Super Bowl. Um, I guess that's where, where old people like me find out <laughs> about new musical acts is on the Super Bowl. Um, but I was really intrigued by his visual style. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of, of uh, horror imagery uh, in in his music and uh, especially his music videos. And I guess uh, this album after hours, uh, you can look up on YouTube, people have assembled all the different clips uh, in, you know, it not necessarily a linear narrative, but there's, there's definitely a storyline going on. Um, There's, there's a strong theme connecting it all. And it's going to be really interesting. uh, You know, I know he's, uh, collaborating with both John Murdy uh, out in Hollywood and Charles Gray, who's a show director I know here uh, at Universal. Um, I know they're all collaborating together to create, uh, you know, a bring bring these uh, th- these videos to life. Uh, and I'm really excited. I'm I'm gonna definitely sit down on YouTube and do my research. Yes, I I too do not listen to The Weeknd, but I will be listening to this album <laughs> to prepare. And then also I think interesting, uh, so it's Midsummer Scream and John Murdy announced that Universal Monsters Legends Collide will be, House in Orlando will be the opening of the story and the house in Hollywood will be the second part. So there's, oh. a, yes, a lot of really cool Horror Nights news oh. this week. That is very interesting. Uh, yes. yes. So, um, yeah, there and, and, you know, we also had we, we do not mention in this article, but there was also a big leak uh, this week. There's always a leak for Halloween Horror Nights. And it <laughs> almost always comes out of merchandising or, um, you know, uh, uh, sponsorship or, you know, a partnership with some sort of retail. Uh, this time it looks like it was a T-shirt uh, that uh, claims to reveal the names of all of the haunted houses and scare, uh, you know. So, uh, you know, you can definitely find that on social media and, uh, you know, take that for what for what it's worth. Um, I know that we've we have a confirmation of a scare, ha- a scarecrow haunted house for uh, mm-hmm. Halloween in California, but uh, not uh, that was not an announcement for Orlando. So, uh, yeah, Halloween Horror Nights dot com uh, or Universal Orlando dot com or Universal Hollywood dot com. Uh, if you want more information about all of this um, and uh, all those tickets and frequent fear passes and stuff are on sale now. So uh, start start planning your September right now. I'm ready. Um, so uh Speaking of the complete opposite event at Universal Orlando, we also got uh, some confirmation on the Christian music festival, Rock the Universe, uh, which we now know is definitely coming back from January 27th through the 29th of 2023. Yes, this is really cool. They definitely get some heavy hitters if you're into the Christian music world, you know, Toby Mac, those kind of A-list levels. So it's exciting that it's going to be back. And then, of course, it takes place across Universal stages. And one of them, the Music Plaza stage and the Hollywood stage, those are awesome places to watch concerts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they uh, they have those concerts. Uh, the event kicks off at 4 p.m. on Friday, January 27th. They have not announced specifically which acts, but they've mm-hmm. had... Um, if you are into Christian music um, and you know, uh, I think Switchfoot, Jars of Clay, Casting Crowns, uh, uh, a lot of, of you know big names in that genre, 
show up for this. Uh, they perform Friday night and Saturday night, and then they do a worship service on Sunday morning. Um, and uh, you can buy the tickets uh, later this year at rocktheuniverse.com. Uh, there's a fan zone with Coca-Cola. I've actually been to this event. I worked it many, many years oh. ago uh, as an employee. And then I went back as a guest um, just uh, uh, the last time they did it uh, before COVID. Um, and if this is your genre of music, uh, it's a really great time. Uh, plus, they, they keep uh, a lot of the rides open as well. So, yes. So what's better than seeing your favorite band with rock, <laughs> rip rocket going behind it? <laughs> exactly. And uh, I know um, some years they activate um, secret uh, hidden tracks on rocket uh, yeah. for Christian music. Uh, so that's that's a bonus. I always thought it was interesting the first few years. Um, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter was not open during the, the Rock the Universe events <laughs> uh, because it was still controversial among yeah. um and now it's gotten to the point where uh, they they just keep it open because everyone wants to go. All right. Uh, and finally, uh, one other Universal Studios event, but this one back over in Japan, uh, they are doing a limited time Jujutsu Kaisen event at USJ uh, that's going to include an exclusive show, uh, themed ride, and more, uh, all based on the blockbuster anime franchise, and this is starting in September. Yes, this looks really cool. I'm particularly interested in the attraction overlay, because who doesn't love a good overlay? And I think that just goes to show you how popular <clears throat> this is over there. Mm -hmm. So uh, please uh, forgive me as I completely... Uh, ruin the the pronunciation of all of the japanese names but uh jujutsu kaisen the real 4d uh sounds like it's going to go into the 4d theater where they also do shrek and they i think they have a sesame street show um and it's going to be a, a cinematic experience which is an exclusive original episode of the hit show uh it's going to follow familiar characters like yuji megumi and uh, nabara as they venture to Osaka to investigate and fight an evil curse infecting the Jujutsu High School Osaka branch, uh, which just happens to be located at Universal Studios <laughs> Japan. Um, and you're going to get to experience 4D effects like vibrations and water sprays uh, that will immerse you in the world of the show. So I think if you're a fan of it, that's really cool. Uh, and the other big draw is the Hollywood Dream, which is getting a takeover. That's really cool. So that's the roller coaster overlay I mentioned. And it's going to be getting a whole new a little makeover to celebrate this Jujutsu Kaisen collaboration. And of course, you're going to be able to pick a song. It is just like at Universal Orlando, where you can go in and pick your favorite track. Yeah. And uh, for this event, uh, the uh, tracks are going to include the opening theme song from the show, uh, Kai Kai Kitan by Eve. So this is kicking off on September 16th. Uh, it's going to run all the way through July 2nd of 2023. So you've got better part of a year. Um, and uh, the uh, But the Hollywood dream uh, is going to be September 16th through only January 18th, 2023. So you've just kind of got a few months for that one. All right, and uh, if you uh, want more information about um, Jujutsu Kaisen or anything about USJ, um, you can find them 
uh, on our website at attractionsmagazine.com. There's a link in the article. Um, and speaking of something that is usually associated by, with Universal, uh, at this time not, Harry Potter, a Forbidden Forest experience, is going to make a US debut uh, for the first time. Uh, you will be able to experience an immersive Harry Potter uh, ex attraction outside of a Universal theme park in the United States. Uh, and this is something that uh, we saw at the UK uh, studio tour, um, and now it is going to be here in America starting in October of 2022. Yes, this is kind of under the similar vein of what we've been seeing pop up in the US of all these kind of light and nightscapes. So it's a very immersive mm -hmm. thing. If you're familiar with the Van Gogh experience, it's basically build outs of room that heavily rely on special effects and light to create that kind of immersive atmosphere. Yeah. Um, so this one is going to be a nighttime experience and it's going to take place outdoors. Uh, this is happening in Leesburg, Virginia, which is a, a kind of a suburb of Washington, D.C. Uh, and you are going to walk through this outdoor forest area uh, with, um, you know, officially licensed uh sculptures statues uh i'm not sure if some of these are maybe animatronic um but they will be with lights and special effects uh including hippogriffs centaurs unicorns and my favorite pygmy puffs <laughs> um so yeah you're going to be able to walk through this path um there's uh <clears throat> looks like some uh some owls i think uh there's a flying car and uh, it looks like, um, I'm not sure if this is a photo op or maybe a, a live theatrical demonstration, but uh, two wizards dueling with uh, kind of magical beams going in between them as a lighting effect. So, um, yeah, I guess you're going to be able to discover moments from the films inside the Forbidden Forest and even practice casting spells. Right. This is really cool. And so you're going to be finding a themed village where at the end of the trail, you can, of course, indulge in Harry Potter themed food and drink. So I'm assuming we can maybe see some butterbeer, hopefully. <laughs> yes. And uh, definitely some fish and chips yep. uh, served wrapped up in an issue of the Daily Prophet. Um, yeah. And of course, there will be merchandise to take home. Um, so this is going to start on October 29th. Um, you can buy tickets starting on July 28th, uh, and it's going to run, um, looks like seven days a week from 5 PM to 11 PM. Uh, the experience takes about an hour to an hour and a half and, uh, ticket prices are going to start at $36 for adults and $25 for kids. Uh, kids under five are going to be free. So not, not too expensive, no. uh, if yeah. this is well done, um, so if you want more information about this, you're going to go to hpforbiddenforestexperience.com. And uh, I am excited, um, if not to be able to check this out myself, to see, to see some video uh, of how this turns out. Because right. um, really interesting to see more people outside of Universal. Uh, you know, this is still created by Warner Brothers. Right. Uh, and it looks like they teamed up with Thinkwell. Um, oh, Thinkwell wow. has obviously yeah. done uh, a lot of stuff over the years with Universal and other big theme parks. So uh, it should be top quality and yeah. it'd be interesting to see how it is. 
the price point surprised me the most. So we shall see, you know. Yes. Pretty and uh, if you're not going to make it out to Virginia, maybe you can stop in Chicago, where Harry Potter Magic at Play is going to make its worldwide debut on November 11th. Yes, so we have more Harry Potter. This is created again with Warner Brothers themed entertainment in partnership with Superfly X. And it is going to be the first of its kind interactive experience that will allow fans of all ages to engage with 30,000 square feet of hands-on magical installations. So that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So so this one, rather than an outdoor walkthrough, yeah. this is kind of like an indoor um you know, experience uh, immersive where you are going to be able to interact with sets and games. Um, you're going to start out at Four Privet Drive uh, in the Dursley's living room. Um, and then you're somehow going to get on a boat and cross the Great Lake to Hogwarts, uh, whether this is done through, uh, I don't know, special effects or virtual reality. I'm not entirely sure. But once you're there, you can attend <laughs> classes, including the charms class. Uh, get to master Wingardium Leviosa. Uh, go to the potions class, defensive against the art, dark arts class, and even practice Quidditch. Um, so, yeah, I, this sounds uh, really interesting. Uh, how they're going to pull all this off, I'm not entirely sure. Um, it's but uh, and of course, you will get to exit through a gift shop, of course, and there will be butterbeer. That yes, is they, with this one, <laughs> yes, they they guarantee butterbeer. Um, and you are even going to be able to send word home about this via owl post, uh, uh, at the end of your experience. So, this one is kicking off on November 11th, it's gonna run through May 14th of 2023, and this is happening at Water Tower Place in Chicago. Um, it's only, uh, uh, it's looks like it's Monday, Thursdays and Fridays, um, from noon to eight and then 10 to 10 on Saturdays and 10 to eight on Sundays. Um, and it's only going to be open on select Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So you're, you're going to want to go to their website, which is Harry Potter magic at play.com. Again, uh, for something that sounds so elaborate and interactive, tickets are reasonable. Right. Uh, Thirty-seven fifty for adults, uh, and twenty-nine fifty for kids three to nine. Um, so they they do have peak pricing uh, around in-demand times. Uh, so tickets are going to drop for this on August third for the general public. Uh, but if you are a member of the Harry Potter fan club, uh, you get a special pre-sale the day before on August 2nd. So uh, this is one, if I was in the Chicago area, I would definitely be checking this out. Yes, this is definitely going to be popular. And yes, the price point is great. But I will say I went to the New York experience, which is free. And that was so well done. Mm -hmm. So if they can knock out a retail store primarily, I yeah. feel like they're going to they're going to do this justice. Yeah, well, the, if you are just interested in the retail side of it, uh, the gift shop is going to be open to non-ticketed guests. Ooh. So it looks like uh, if you just want to spend money, you can do that for free. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you know they pull off uh, everything that they are uh, promising, um, this you know it almost sounds like they are taking the interactivity of the wands that they have at the Wizarding mm -hmm. World at Universal. Uh, up to a, a whole nother level. So uh, I would I would definitely check that one out. 
Um, <laughs> this is another kind of interactive, immersive game, but I'm not sure I'd check this one out because no. it is Squid Game Live. And if you know the popular, extremely violent, extremely gory, disturbing, dystopian Korean uh, TV series from Netflix, um, well, it is coming to life from Immersive Game Box in September 2022. Um, yes, on the 21st of September, you can visit Game Box in their New York City venue uh, and become part of Squid Game. Yes, I'm not quite sure based on these uh, images that we've seen. It looks like you are in a room that is like a giant video screen. I'm not sure what they're doing. They say it's not a virtual reality or an augmented reality experience, but they have these kind of headsets on. So I'm yeah. not sure about this. So I actually <laughs> did get to test these guys out. Um, I think they they used to have a, a different name. When I saw them, they were called Electric Game Box. Now they are called Immersive Game Box. Oh, okay. But they, I believe, uh, were at IAPA a few yes. years ago. Mm -hmm. And so basically you walk into uh what looks like a large cubicle um it's it's a room that's maybe uh 10 or 12 feet wide square um and there are video projectors uh on all sides around you um and uh i think when i did it uh, i wore polarized 3d glasses uh and they use head tracking to squinch the video around you um, the pictures in here look like they are not wearing 3D glasses. So maybe it's just flat, but they're using squinching to create the illusion of 3D. And then it had a kind of a combination of um, move sensors and uh, Xbox Connect sensors, or maybe Leap controllers. I'm not exactly mm -hmm. sure what brand, but uh, motion sensing so it could see your hands uh, and you could... You know, I played a very basic game where I was running, uh, it sort of uh, doing an obstacle course and um, trying to dodge objects while moving around. Um, it was an interesting, um, uh, almost like a, a holodeck without the holograms. Um, right. You know, uh, not as bulky, as cumbersome as having a virtual reality helmet on your head. Um, uh, sort of a, a middle ground in between uh, VR or 3D and uh, a flat video game. So uh, the good news is uh, that it looks kind of a cartoonish look, and hopefully there will not be graphic heads exploding. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I don't see a machine gun built in so that you will be playing the red light, green light game the uh which from you will definitely remember from the first episode uh but it looks like there's not an actual machine gun that will shoot you if you lose so that's that's good that's good see this um, just makes me want to play Wii. like i'm gonna right. back to like 20 years ago and just playing Wii tennis like this is what absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah i i still have my Wii hooked up yes me too <laughs> Uh, but yeah so if, if squid game's a little too intense for you you can also play uh, uh angry birds um, which is i guess just as violent if you're a bird yes. uh, but at least there's it's just just birds and pigs being destroyed no no people um this this is located at 81 essex street um in manhattan and uh you can buy tickets by going to immersivegamebox.com so uh, if you go and check this out, please let us know how it goes. Please. <laughs>
Um, and next up, we got two stories um, involving the uh, the SeaWorld family of parks, and, and both of them are celebrating beer. beer. Yes. So Bush Gardens Williamsburg is toasting the end of summer with a beer fest uh, that is going to feature 125 different brews plus beer-infused bites every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday plus Labor Day. And that starts August 12th, and it runs through September 5th in Williamsburg, Virginia. Yes, I think this solidified the fact that we are long overdue for a revisit here. It is yes. absolutely impressive, the attention. Of course, they have to pay attention to their beer because it is such a part of their history. But the fact that they have 125 beers says a lot. Well, I know I know I have talked about this before, but uh, my very first job in the theme park industry was that uh, working in the hospitality house where they served beer oh. back when there was an actual brewery yeah. there. Um, pouring beer for half the half of my shift and doing tours of the brewery for the other half of my shift. And I, I will tell you, um, we did not have beer this good back then. We no. were, we were brewing, <laughs> we were, we were serving natural light. And, yes, uh, I remember and going with my family. And, uh, <laughs> Bud Ice, if you, if you folks remember yes. Bud Ice, uh, <laughs> and no, they have, Real good craft brewers from the area, Aleworks Brewing Company, Billsburg, Virginia Beer Company, Wasserhund, Callaway's, Hogarden, Hofbrauchen, you know, from both local and also as far away as Munich, Germany. Um, real quality beers, uh, 69 of them from all around the world, including 33 locals. And you can get a lanyard, a uh, sampler lanyard for only four bucks to get a 10 sample punch card. That works out to four bucks a sample, um, which is a great value for theme park drinking. Right. Absolutely. And I love that they extend the kind of beer theme to the food menus. So there's going to be like beer battered shrimp. Mm. And of course, there has to be German pretzels. So they are promising very large pretzels. And this looks like a lot of fun. And again, I just love seeing the festivals all year round. All the theme parks around the country can take part. Yeah, and of course, it isn't a festival without music, uh, and they've got some local bands uh, going on. And uh, of course, uh, you want you're probably going to want to pace yourself with the beer before you get on Pantheon, because uh, that's their brand new roller coaster, and that one is is pretty intense. I've heard fantastic things about it. Uh, so maybe don't use up your whole sample punch card before you get on that one. Um, it, you want more information about that? It is all at bushgardenswilliamsburg.com. Uh, and if you can't make it to Williamsburg, but you can head it to Orlando, SeaWorld Orlando has their own craft beer festival happening Friday, Saturday, and Sundays from August 5th through September 5th. And they've also got new beers, cocktails, and food samplers kicking off uh, every festival day at noon. Yes, I feel like SeaWorld is the place to drink at an Orlando theme park. <laughs> they have just knocked it out of the park recently with their bar offerings. There's just, it's, you could just go and hop around and it is honestly, I hate to say it's so much better than drinking at Disney right now. There's so many notes you could sit. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, uh, the tradition is drinking around the world at Epcot, yeah. but um, you know, Epcot's getting expensive. It's gotten crowded. It's, um, you know, in a lot of ways, uh, SeaWorld is a better bang for your beer buck. I agree. Uh, yeah. yeah. And if you can sit. I feel like that is a big thing for me, especially if you're running around doing 10 miles in a park. 
standing and having a beer, no. Sitting, yeah. having a beer, watching the roller coasters, watching the sharks. There is amazing spots at SeaWorld Orlando. Yeah. So this year they've got a hundred uh, different domestic uh, local beverages. Um, if you like some local breweries like Ivanhoe Park, uh, I love those guys, Crooked Can, Motorworks, Orange Blossom Brewing, they're all going to be representative. Uh, they've also got some new wine and cocktail options. Uh, so if you like a gin drink or a Tito's vodka, uh, you've got those options. And uh, they've got all sorts of new food sampling options. Uh, uh, the two that caught my eye were the Oktoberfest walking taco. Yes. Uh, if you know the wa classic walking taco, the bag of Frito chips with chili uh, and, you know, uh, taco toppings on top. This one is made with Oktoberfest beer chili. Uh, and, and then um, if, if you want to uh, top that off, boozy s'mores uh made with uh graham crackers and hefeweizen and marshmallow fluff that so good. that sounds like an amazing combination yes see i was eyeing the berea pork tacos berea quesadillas mm. tacos are having a moment that's when you dip it in the consomme oh yes doing a chili broth so instead of the traditional consomme it sounds a little different but i feel like bottom line is we need to go yes I'll meet you there. Uh, yes. They've also got Electric Ocean going on at the exact same time. So that's like a two for one. Uh, that includes all sorts of live music. And they've got a great fireworks called Ignite 360 um, on select nights. Uh, and it's all included in your park admission. Um, of course, you're going to pay extra for the food and drinks. Right. Uh, but you can find out more about that at SeaWorld.com slash Orlando. All right. Uh, if if uh, you are hungry uh, for some food as well as classic comedy, the Golden Girls Kitchen is opening up in Los Angeles, and they have announced a four-city tour uh, taking the classic 80s sitcom, turning it uh, into a pop-up restaurant that is a fully immersive experience uh, paying homage to the beloved TV show. Yes, I love it. And if you're familiar, this is the same company that did the Saved by the Bell pop up, the Peach Pit from 90210. Mm -hmm. So you can guarantee that it's going to be done with justice. Um, so they are opening this in Los Angeles officially on July 30th. So that was yesterday. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, so it's open now. Uh, the, of course, July 30th, uh, fans know as Golden Girls Day. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the first one is in Beverly Hills, California, um, and uh, but they are going to open later this year and in 2023 in New York, Miami, San Francisco, and Chicago. Yes, it is really cool. It definitely has that distinct South Florida feel with mm -hmm. kind of the tones, the pinks, the greens. And so this is going to be done fast, casual style. So basically you'll have a seat reservation and a guaranteed time to dine. And your order will come with a choice of entree and, of course, cheesecake. Got to have cheesecake. Got to have cheesecake. Yeah, they've got uh, Sophia's lasagna. Uh, and you can have that vegan if you want. Uh, there's a, a Miami-style Cuban sandwich. Uh, Blanche's Georgia style cookie and uh, a bacon, lettuce, and potato sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, and, and the, of course, you're really going for the decor and the right. photo ops. It looks yeah. like there's an area that looks like uh, Blanche's bedroom. Um, you've got those 
those iconic, uh, gorgeously ugly prints and uh, uh, patterns everywhere. Uh, you know, you can uh, get a photo at, at the classic kitchen table or on the lanai. Um, and they even have the uh, the phrase, thank you for being a friend from the theme song in Neon to snap a selfie with. Yes, I'm sure this is all already all over TikTok. If you want to see <laughs> it, I'm sure the uh, influencers have gone ape on this. Uh, but it, if you want to see it as well, it's going to be coming to New York in the fall, Miami in the winter, and San Francisco in the winter as well, as well as Chicago next spring. Yeah, if you want an idea what these things are like, we've got a uh, video on our YouTube about their Saved by the Max, uh, Saved by the Bell restaurant. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, uh, I grew up, uh, watching this show, you know, I'm, I'm a child of the, of the eighties uh, or seventies actually, <laughs> but I remember this one and, uh, I think this would be a lot of fun, uh, yeah. especially, I, you know, I, I don't know if they have any impersonators or, or performers, uh, to make it interactive, oh. but, um, I know my my friend Ginger Minge, who has uh, been on RuPaul's Drag Race, as uh, produces a live interactive show, uh, a tribute to the Golden Girls, and oh, love uh, <laughs> would love to uh, see uh, them get to perform that there. All right, um, moving on. Marvel Studios dropped a whole ton of announcements at San Diego Comic-Con, and we have now got outlines of the next three phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, all the way from She-Hulk through Wakanda to Avengers and the Fa Fantastic Four. Yes, this was a bevy of information, Oof. to say the least. It was, it was like a huge info dump from uh, CEO Kevin Feige. And... Uh, yeah, we finally have some direction. I know a lot of a lot of people who are fans have felt like we've got so much Marvel content co that's come out between uh, Disney Plus and the theatrical, not really knowing where, where it's all going or what it's all leading up to. I felt like up until Avengers Endgame, we all kind of knew where you know where we were headed and how it all tied together. And since then, I think a lot of us have felt like it's going in all sorts of different directions all over. so now we know that it is you know there is a saga being told and it is the multiverse saga you know the first yeah. half of of marvel universe was the uh the infinity stone saga i guess mm -hmm. um, and this is the multiverse saga and it is uh phases four five and six all yes. tied together which will conclude with two all-new Avengers films, uh, Avengers: The Kang Dynasty is going to come out in May on May second, twenty twenty-five, and then just a few months later, on November seventh, twenty twenty-five, the multiverse saga concludes with Avengers: Secret Wars. Yes, it is. It is a lot. I mean, I feel like it's time. If that makes sense. I mean, mm -hmm. so many Avengers, and I don't know. This is exciting, but it's a lot, and it's hard to be a fan because you always have to be glued, like you said, to Disney Plus. There's just it's too much. Yeah, you know, it's it's always like, uh, you know, we're we're trying to pare back our spending on streaming services because we realize we have between 
you know, like six different streaming services and there's no way we keep up with all the shows. So we're trying to figure out, you know, what can we cut back on? And, and the thing is, I almost feel like professionally, I have to keep Disney plus whether I want to or not just to keep up with it. But they, they parse it out. It's not like, you know, I can just binge my way through a couple and then let it sit. You know, it's, it's as soon as one thing ends, then a couple weeks later, something else is, is picking up. Uh, And the next thing that's picking up in phase four is uh, She-Hulk attorney at law. Um, I know this one has, has gotten a lot of hot takes and, you know, reactions, but uh, I personally, the very first teaser trailer, I was a little, eh, but I really liked the new uh, full trailer that they, they dropped at Comic-Con. I think it sounds like an interesting story. She's a relatable character. I'm into it. So, yeah. So it's, uh, I'm, I apologize if I butchered the name again, Tatiana Maslani as Jennifer Walters. Uh, and she is an attorney specializing in superhuman oriented legal cases, um, who just happens to be, uh, related to, uh, the Hulk, uh, who is, uh, Mark Ruffalo coming back. And also coming back is Tim Roth uh, as the abomination from the uh, Universal Hulk film, which we don't really talk about because it had Ed Norton in it. And and we don't talk about Ed Norton. No, no, no. (laughs) Um, But uh, of course, Benedict Wong is coming back because basically the entire multiverse saga is really the Wong verse saga. He's been in every key show and, and film for this entire, you know, phase. Um, and we've got uh, some other uh, actors coming in, uh, Jamil and Jamil, Ginger Gonzaga, Josh Sagara, John Bass, and Renee Elise Goldsberry. Uh, so this one kicks off August 17th on Disney+. Plus. And, uh, you know, like I said, some of the CGI still looks funky, but I am not going to criticize CGI on Marvel films anymore now that I have read about what heck... <laughs> or a stronger word, the uh, CGI artists go through on these Marvel films right. does not sound like a good career right now. Um, so yeah. I'm not going to to dog on them at all. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm interested in seeing this one. Um, I really I really ended up loving Miss Marvel. And I'm hoping I like this one just as much. Yes, I think it's possible. Yeah. But uh, I, I got to be honest, the one thing that really... Uh, I love that I watched multiple times after the presentation was the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. That trailer just blew me away. Um, it's a piece of art. Uh, I, I I feel like the imagery, the 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 music, uh, the pacing of that trailer was just perfect. Uh, and it told us absolutely nothing. Like nothing. <laughs> I, that's what I love. I feel like too many trailers now. I've seen the Give entire movie. I, I don't I don't feel like I need to go and, and sit through it. Uh, but this one just made me excited to know what's happening because, uh, uh, I mean, we I guess we have official confirmation that King T'Challa is dead in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, uh, so, you know, they're not going to CGI him back to life, hopefully. Um, oh, but yeah. I mean, we qu- didn't want that, you know, no, so I'm no one wanted that. But the question is, who is the new Black Panther? Uh, that is the big mystery that has everyone freeze framing on like two seconds of butt. Uh, so, so uh, find out soon. <laughs> yes. Um, so November eleventh, twenty twenty two, is the release date for this one. Uh, and like I said, uh, the this this teaser trailer is up. Um, I, I assume you watched it a couple times, like I yes. did. Yeah. yeah. 
And this is important to note, this is the end of phase four. Yes, this 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 ends phase four yeah. and brings us into phase five. Oh, I'm getting exhausted. <laughs> no, I, I even saying Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania. There's a quantum mania counters quantum this. So this is quantum mania is phase five now. Which, which to me, as an old uh, classic rock fan, when I hear Quantum Mania, I, I, I hear um, Quadrophenia and Beatlemania. Yes, yes that's... Quadrophenia <laughs> is what I think of. Um, but yeah, this is the return of, of Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne survived their uh, quantum encounter on the Disney Wish, apparently. Yes. <laughs> um, and to continue their adventures as Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, Hank Pym, Michael Douglas, and Jenna Van Dyne, Michelle Pfeiffer are back. Um, and uh, they had a, pa a panel with director Peyton Reed. Um, and they gave a, a special look. Uh, I don't think we have any footage that we can share. But that one comes out February 17th of next year. And then um, Secret Invasion uh, follows that up on Disney Plus in spring of 2023. And this is the one that brings back Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Mm -hmm. um, Sam Jackson doing a TV show again uh, instead of a feature movie. But I think that's a big deal. Um, and uh, so it's kind of going to be a continuation of what we found out at the end of Captain Marvel. Um, that uh, Sam Jackson's been out in space for all this time. Uh, and I'm I'm really curious if they're going to confirm how like does this go all the way back to uh, when he was uh, injured in that car uh, attack in Captain America Winter Soldier and his his yeah. I mean it, basically the 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 Nick Fury we've known for the last like five movies is is the fake Nick Fury mm -hmm. and I guess we'll finally find out what Nick's really been up to all this time. Yes. I'm excited uh, also for Kobe Smolders to come Yes, uh, Maria her. Hill is back too. Um, so uh, yeah, that's spring of 2023. And um, then that leads into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So much, yeah. So this yeah. is going to have Peter Quill, obviously, and he's still dealing with a loss, you know, won't say. Yes. <laughs> if you're not all caught up. <laughs> Why is Gamora? I don't know. Right. Um, so yeah, he's got to pull the team back together. And, uh, I guess during the Q and a, um, director James Gunn confirmed that this is the end, uh, of his version of the guardians of the galaxy that, uh, that he's wrapping up this trilogy. And, and that's the end. I know that, um, uh, um, you know, other cast members, uh, have, have said that they're, they're moving on too. So, uh, I really love, you know, these were characters that I knew nothing about whatsoever before the first film, and they've become uh, my probably my favorites in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So right. they're uh, just lovable, relatable. I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. So uh, if you were there at San Diego Comic Con, you got to see a little Q and A. Um, Chris Pratt and some other cast members were there, and. Uh, um, we found out that the High Evolutionary, uh, which is a character, obviously, I need to learn more about, is going to appear in the film. Right. And that is, again, spring 2023. So there's Yeah, May, May 5th. May yeah. 5th. So we got a lot coming in. And, but no, folks, that is not all. We got a huge dump of Phase 5 titles, um, which is going to include Echo, Loki Season 2, Ironheart, 
Agatha, which has been renamed Coven of Chaos. The Marvels, which is going to combine uh, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and I, I believe Monica Rambeau from, uh, from WandaVision. And also uh, Blade. Uh, this is all happening um, on Disney Plus and in theaters uh, between summer of 2023 and November of 2023. Uh, and uh, I feel like an infomercial, like, right. wait, but not, that's not all. There's one more thing. If you order now, you will also get Captain America New World Order um, starring um, uh, um, the new Captain America yes. uh, happening on May 3rd, 2024. Daredevil Born Again, uh, that is with Charlie Cox, yay, and Vincent D'Onofrio back on Disney Plus in 2024. And the Thunderbolts uh, coming to theaters in July 26th of 2024. And I need to take a big deep, deep breath and inhale while you tell folks right. that, yes, yes, we've also got phase six information. Yes. And if, so if, if, you've, now... <laughs> if you've checked out by now, I'm, I don't blame you. Uh, Yes, there is a lot. I feel oh like my gosh. the moral of the story is now might be a good time to purchase an AMC loyalty membership card <laughs> because I still miss MoviePass, so I guess I'm going to have to switch to the AMC or the Regal. But basically, if you are a Marvel fan, you will be in the cinema a lot. A lot. And then this brings us to phase six. So this is going to be Fantastic Four, and this will be a theatrical release coming in November 8th. 2024 so and basically you're gonna have to go to attractionsmagazine.com and read all of this to let it kind of stew in because it is a lot of information yeah um marvel.com uh, i think they've got a timeline up on there um and i would not be surprised if uh if we hear more about all of these over and over and over again <laughs> for the next two and a half years um yes uh and no no folks uh they did not announce any casting for uh fantastic four so we don't know if john krasinski is going to be back uh, as reed richards or um if that was only in the alternate multiverse uh so we'll see but we'll gosh see. there's i i feel like we could probably do a full-time podcast just on on marvel announcements oh absolutely yeah all right. Uh, so this is my <laughs> chance to take one last yeah. deep breath before we launch into our main attraction. It's time for the main attraction. And our main attraction is that Disney parks have announced their plans for the D23 Expo, which is now totally sold out. Yes. Uh, this is exciting. I will be there. Again, this takes place in Anaheim, right across the street from basically the Disneyland Resort. And they made a major announcement this week, which revealed a whole bunch of amazing panels that are going to be coming to the Expo across its three days. They're calling it the Wonderful World of Dreams Pavilion. And a part of this, they are going to give behind-the-scenes glimpses of Tiana's Bayou adventure. There's going to be a lot of Epcot stuff they're teasing. So I don't know if we're going to learn more about the transformation. Fingers crossed they reannounced the Mary Poppins attraction that was supposed to happen in the United Kingdom. We don't know yet. But this should be exciting. I 
personally am excited to see these Disney Me Expo Quest. So this is kind of a virtual thing. Uh, we got to test a little bit of it on the Disney Wish as part of this Uncharted Adventure that is an interactive game. And here we are going to be the first to access this Disney Me, which is basically a digital avatar that's in the Play Disney Parks app. Yeah, it looks like it's a customizable avatar that you will be able to dress up. Um, my My hope is that this will be not an upcharge uh that you will be able to earn um uh, your your hats and your uh lightsabers as opposed to just having to buy them outright um i don't know if i'd place a bet on that right um now. yeah yeah uh and if please don't let them be nfts if this becomes an nft thing then uh i i might i might have a little ranting to do no <laughs> but uh it will be cuz right now you know in my disney experience uh you can pick an avatar that's just basically a you know one of a, a few dozen characters, characters you know yeah. i use i use uh kermit for mine oh. um but it would be it would be cool um i was one of those people that on my uh me uh, on my Wii, i had a me that was customized to look just like me um and i have one on uh my uh facebook oculus meta quest whatever you want yes. to call it um so it would be neat to have one in uh in my disney app too yeah, um, so but... digital clothing and accessories, mm -hmm. I'm thinking charge. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure, but I you know, this is that's the kind of thing, those kind of microtransaction payments for purely cosmetic uh, stuff. Um, you know, it's it's like crack to little kids. You know, it's I like know. It's like please, mommy, just buy me another Animal Crossing and... expansion pack. Uh, yes, e but the so... good thing is. There is amazing panels. So whatever yes. about the Expo Quest, we'll play with it. Maybe we'll find out if it charges. But I am excited for the C panel, which is yeah. the first day. <laughs> oh yeah. So so um the yes, the first day they are having a uh panel on September 9th uh about the Society of Explorers or and Adventurers. Uh and uh Hardcore Disney fans kind of know this as something that uh, started with Tokyo Disney Sea, but has woven together attractions uh, in parks all over the world now. Um, it's it's this great kind of uh, Easter egg, whole another la layer beyond Hidden Mickey's, and they are going to uh, dive into that uh, with the Disney Imagineers uh, and also Julie. Kagawa, who has written uh, books in a series of novels that are going to tie all this lore together. Uh, that's a great one. I would love to be there for the uh, peek into the special effects development lab of Walt Disney Imagineering uh, with a look at some of the classic illusions that Yale Gracie came up with for the Haunted oh, Mansion. Oh, yes. That looks amazing. And of course, Marty, I'm so happy uh, that you're honoring him. This, this is going to be an exciting one. That's also on my list, which I'm starting to kind of make based on what we're seeing. And his wife and daughter are going to be on hand, which is going to be so special. And they're going to show stuff from his private collection. So yeah. five decades in Imagineering. So I can't even imagine what they are going to show. Yeah, and Mar Marty Scalaro is um, one of those fundamental people to the, the you know, the, the birth of... Uh, 
Walt Disney World and Disneyland, you know, before that started working at, at Disney almost from day one. And uh, it's great that they're celebrating his his legacy. Um, there's going to be a look at the Disney Wish, uh, which you are very familiar with. Um, I'll not be going to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another panel on 70 years of Imagineering and uh, a program on the Disney Ambassador pa uh, program. Um, yes, you know, I those Disney Ambassadors have been around for uh for for the across the decades and they're going to have a, a disney ambassador from 1966 and one from 1971. right i feel like that's so cool that they're doing that because you know a lot of casual fans don't even realize about the disney ambassador program and it's such an important and exciting part especially for cast members you know each year when they do that big reveal so i'm excited about that now now i know on september 11th the headliner is josh tomorrow <laughs> talking about the you know the future of parks that right. sure some people are excited about that but i bet there is something on september 11th that you are even more excited about yes the world of <laughs> revealed so there is going to be a whole panel yes a whole panel discussing the origin of Duffy and Friends, and obviously it's super popularity overseas, but will we see a return to the States? That is what we're hoping for. It could be overthinking it. So D Disney, the Duffy bear, Duffy the Disney bear was introduced in America, but everyone forgets that. Mm -hmm. So we shall see if they make any sort of announcement that he is coming back with his crew. That, I mean... That would be a great time to mm -hmm. uh, to reintroduce him and uh, uh, Lena Bell the Fox, if nothing else, to at least uh, bring the costumes over for the event only, you know, and have them at least come out on stage in person. That would be oh, amazing. Yes, that would be um, well, all of these incredible uh, things you are going to get to see in person. I will not because the event is now totally sold out, even the last day. But uh, if you head over to d23expo.com, um, look for information about D23 Expo Live because they are going to live stream a lot of this stuff uh, for D23 members. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I will be sitting on my couch watching it uh, on the stream uh, and I will be jealous of you because you're going to get all sorts of swag. Ooh. Or at least they're going to promise you all sorts of swag. Personally, I am still waiting for that uh, Amazon Alexa show that uh, Josh tomorrow oh, promised yes. me. Oh, last fall. Oh, last fall. <laughs> still waiting, Josh. Yeah, hey, Josh. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that is going to bring us to the end of yet another episode. Um, thank you all for sticking with us for uh, a bonus-sized episode. I mean, we had a lot to talk about between your trip to Paris and my Magic Band experience and then all the stuff happening this week. Um, but uh, before we go, I do want to thank you and remind everyone to please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating on Spotify. It really helps us get the word out. If you want more coverage from us and Attractions Magazine on the interwebs, uh, me, you can always find me at the UG series on Twitter, at the Unofficial Guides on Instagram, and at theunofficialguides.com. Carly, where can folks find you? Yes, I am on Twitter at Carly Caramana and on Instagram at Adventures by Carly. 
And of course, attractionsmagazine.com is always there with all the articles that we talked about this week. Uh, plus, we are on Twitter at Attractions, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, and at youtube.com slash Attractions Magazine. And until next week, I hope that all of you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun, and we will see you again next time. Yes, see you next Bye. week. Bye.